Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, folks. Welcome to a brand new episode of Thanks for the Knowledge, the weekly fan by news show, rounding up the headlines and games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I am your host, head of fan by media, John Warren. I hope you've had a good weekend so far, and I hope you have a good rest of your week. Uh, I had a great conversation with Nikki Grayson, our brand editor over here at fanby.com, about our goatees, about what we can expect for the fall and winter, and the long winding road that has brought Halo Infinite to where it is right now. But first, we have to get to our top stories of the week. There's no doubt that Horizon Forbidden West is one of next year's most anticipated games. The t- sequel to 2017's Horizon Zero Dawn looks to continue Aloy's adventures through a futuristic American wasteland. Uh, and it looks, uh, you know, it looks pretty cool. We've seen some stuff from it so far, and uh, it looks like more of the same, but a little bit grander. That's not the story, though. The story is this week, Sony released its uh, plans for the PS4 and PS5 versions, as well as a bunch of fancy special editions. I'll hit the special edition stuff first. Uh, there will be a standard edition, a special edition that comes with a steelbook, a digital deluxe edition with a ton of digital goods, a collector's edition uh, with a statue, and a regala edition with a bunch of extra stuff, as well as the statue. That's all fine and good. The the issue is that it is truly confusing, confounding, and especially in the face of what their competitors are doing, uh, very, very confusing uh, the way that they are handling uh, not last-gen to current-gen PS4 to PS5. Now, right now, you can't really get a PS5 anywhere. If you already have a PS5, hold on to it tight. They're really tough to find. And this week it was reported that a uh, that the chip shortage that we've seen um, cause a lot of problems with uh, uh, console availability is going to persist for another year. Um, that's not good news for folks that want a PlayStation 5. It seems like the scarcity will continue. Because of that, uh, Sony is emphasizing the fact that, that uh, Horizon Forbidden West is indeed a PS4 and PS5 game. So if folks want to get their hands on the game when it comes out and they don't have a PS5, you're able to play it on PS4. Uh, where things got tricky is when it comes to upgrading that version to a PS5 version at a later date. According to the PS blog, uh, quote, for players looking to have access to both the PS4 and PS5 editions of Horizon Forbidden West, please purchase the digital digital deluxe collectors or regala editions. Dual entitlement does not apply to the standard and special editions, end quote. This means that at the very least, 
for cross-gen support and your saved data from PS4 to an upgraded PS5 version of uh, Horizon Forbidden West, you're going to need to shell out $80 at least. That is the least expensive of those editions I just named is an $80 digital deluxe edition that you can get. That is the only, that is the, the, the first version of that video game that you will be able to upgrade. Um, to, to, to make this even clearer, you can go to the FAQ on Sony PlayStation's website. Uh, there is a, uh, uh, question asked, uh, can you, uh, can I upgrade my standard edition to the digital deluxe edition of Horizon Forbidden West? Sony's answer is there are no plans for an update offer from digital from standard to digital deluxe edition at this time. That means there's just nothing. There's just nothing. You can you have to get the digital deluxe collector's regal edition at first in order to play those. This is a really perplexing decision that Sony is making. Now, we saw this also with Spider-Man Miles Morales. The Ultimate Edition comes with a remaster of Marvel's Spider-Man, which, of course, appeared on PS4. You had to shell out 70 bucks to play the PS5 version of Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, but, like, not every Sony game does this. It, it seems to – they seem to pick and choose. Um, uh, Sackboy A Big Adventure, which is, like, a very underrated game from 2020, uh, it would let you freely upgrade to a PS5 version if you put the PS4 copy in your newer console or if you already owned the PS4 digital version. You could do that. Um, Ghost of Tsushima's Director's Edition was kind of a weird in-between of those things. I would say that the storefront is way more confusing to use than it is frustrating to make the upgrade. There is a cost difference that you have to make, but it's not very large. Um, even then, I think it's a little bit uh, silly, but then again, there's more content in the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Edition uh, that was not in the original. This is all to say, and listen, we're not we're not console fanboy people here. We don't take sides. We we own all of this stuff. We play all of this stuff, and we mostly like all these stuff. These are boxes that play video games. It's not very complicated. But in the marketplace, in the ecosystem, when Xbox has something called smart delivery, which is basically a foolproof proof way for a player to buy a video game and be able to play it on any console that that uh, that that video game appears on. So if you accidentally, quote unquote, buy a last gen version of a video game that you want to play on next gen, Xbox just basically lets you do that. They just say, hey, uh, you, you, you bought this version. You can play it basically anywhere you want. With the cloud stuff, with everything, they are really buying into this idea that you just buy something once and you can play it anywhere. And that seems to make a lot of sense, especially if uh, cross-gen games are going to be more and more and more common. You might as well make that as easy as possible. Sony seems determined to make this as complex as possible. And with the shortage of both the chips as well as the hardware of the PlayStation 5, it seems like a bad choice to make things this complicated and this expensive for players raises a lot of questions about how they're handling their business model. Uh, it makes me wonder what their uh, long-term plans are because it seems like they've really taken their foot off the gas in terms of making uh, progressive, smart decisions for their players and are instead regressing into a much more uh, insular and unforgiving business model for their video game sales. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on this. I think the backlash for this might be enough to get, the, get them to change their minds. We'll see. Um, I still remember when Anthem came out and there were like 20 versions of that video game. 
uh, and they were all fairly different. And there was like an entire matrix that was printed for it. Things have not really gotten better <laughs> in this space. Um, Sony's not making it easier. And uh, I sure wish you could just buy Horizon Forbidden West once and be able to play it anywhere you buy it. Sticking with Sony and PlayStation for a second, it was announced this week that next week on Thursday, September 9th, you'll be able to see a PlayStation showcase at 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, The stream will be about 40 minutes long uh, with updates from first party studios as well as third party partners. Uh, A new iteration of PSVR is the only thing that Sony is saying will not be at this show. So it's a little bit wide open as to what we can expect. So let's speculate, shall we? Um, we think Horizon Forbidden West will probably get some sort of some sort of showcase here. Uh, we also believe that Gran Turismo Seven are probably is probably going to show up at this uh, at this event because we haven't heard about any of it in a while, and uh, it's probably time for them to unveil some stuff. Um, I think we probably get a look at the God of War sequel. Um, I think it's probably been enough time that that's been announced that we finally see something on it. Uh, and maybe we even get to see the last of us multiplayer part project that Naughty Dog has been known to have been working on uh, since actually uncoupling it from the Last of Us Part 2 release. Uh, of course, Kenneth Shepard would love it if we had a fifth Sly Cooper game. Uh, but I have to say, I don't think that's likely. But I'm crossing my fingers and hoping and hoping and wishing. Um, well, we will see. We won't have to wait long. It's going to be Thursday afternoon. Uh, the entire fanbite crew is actually going to be in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, doing some content and doing some podcasts and kind of getting together for the first time in a long time. We're doing it safely. Uh, we may or may not co-stream that. It kind of depends on our schedule, but we will definitely have reactions to it uh, that evening or the next day. So please stay tuned for that and uh, follow us over at twitch.tv slash fanbite and, of course, at fanbite.com to get all the updates Uh, for that weekend of fun. Leaked box art for the Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl has revealed four characters that we did not know about as of yet, and it seemed to confirm some of our suspicions that uh, Last Airbender and Rin and Stimpy characters uh, will be all over this game. Uh, Front and center on the box are, of course, the SpongeBob SquarePants, but right behind him, are Rin and Stimpy themselves. We have not seen them in the game yet, but there they are in the in the key art, and uh, they're looking as deranged as ever. But out there to the left, we have Ong and we have Korra. That's right, the two protagonists, the two avatars uh, from those two series, will be in Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, uh, and it is uh, it's a twenty character roster that we know of so far. There's a Blino from All Real Monsters, Cat Dog from Cat Dog, Danny Phantom from Danny Phantom, Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold, Zim from Invader Zim, Lincoln Loud from The Loud House, Lucy Loud from The Loud House, Powdered Toast Man from The Ren and Stimpy Show, Reptar from Rugrats, SpongeBob SquarePants, Patrick Star, Sandy Cheeks, all from SpongeBob. We have Leonardo, Michelangelo, and April O'Neil, all from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We have Nigel Thornberry from The Wild Thornberries, Ong from Avatar The Last Airbender, Korra from The Legend of Korra, and Ren and Stimpy from the Ren and Stimpy show. Uh, that's a really stacked roster. Uh, I think this game is going to be a blast to just like play for a few weeks. I don't know what kind of legs it's got, but we're all pretty excited about it here. And we will we will definitely get our hands on it on October 5th when it comes to PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series 1, and Xbox Series X and S. And finally, the DC Fandom, the... Uh, 
the digital convention that uh, debuted last year for all things DC is coming back on October 16th. And two things that we are certainly going to see are WB Montreal's Gotham Knights and Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Those two games have been debuted already, but we haven't seen that much uh, from them in about six months or so. Uh, We should see some pretty major gameplay segments. Uh, Gotham Knights is, of course, a single and multiplayer Batman game that takes place after Batman and Commissioner Gordon have quote unquote died. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say they're not dead, but whatever. That's fine. Uh, You'll get to play as many different characters, uh, including Batgirl, including Robin. Uh, and, uh, and Nightwing. Uh, that looks pretty cool. It looks like a lot like the Arkham Knight game. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Those games are pretty good. Uh, Suicide Squad, we did not see anything in terms of gameplay with that big cinematic reveal trailer. I think that changes that fandom. We probably see how this game plays. Uh, so that is going to be an exciting uh, debut of gameplay and uh, we'll we'll definitely look forward to it and if you're interested in things like Aquaman 2 and other DC properties the fandom is something you'll definitely want to check out uh, to talk about our goatees so far this year and also oh, a bunch of other stuff I sat down and talked to our brand editor Nicholas Grayson that's a really fun conversation so let's go do that right now Hey, Nikki, how's it going? No introduction? (laughs) (laughs) You did that to yourself. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I did. Uh, (laughs) I'm doing okay. How's your week been? I talked to you yesterday. It's been great. So I kind of know. It's been real good. (laughs) It's been a really good week for me and kind of my, as I evaluate my future, kind of my next steps. It's been, I would actually define most things in my life right now as concrete. Interesting. The opposite of influx. Concrete, kind of like the pipe running through your apartment that is the sole drainage (laughs) for your building. I don't know who the fuck designed this. It's a pretty bad design. It's pretty poor design. Someone was like, what if we put the gutters on the inside of the building? (laughs) (laughs) It's also like, the other silly thing is that if they literally just moved the pipe six feet to the side, Uh then it would not have been inside of the house. Right, correct. It would have been in the wall, Uh which would have been better. Better, sure. Um, But instead, what they did was uh, run it right through my living room. Right. Now, do you think they did that because, like, if it bursts in your wall, you may not know about it for a few days. But if it's in your apartment, you'll know about it immediately. <laughs> you'll, that's So it's kind of like a notification yeah. system. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an alarm. Oh, so they're doing me a service. I didn't even think about it that yeah. way, John. Yeah. You should write your landlord letter thanking them. And thank them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thanked my landlord this month by um, – they asked me to give them a check for uh, my rent amount, and I said – what? No, um, <laughs> for multiple reasons. One, uh, I don't have checks. Two, I can't get checks through this bank that I have. It sucks. Um, and then I was like, well, I'll just give them a money order. Do you know that the maximum amount of money that you can get for one money order is $1,000? I did not know that. So I did give them two money orders, one money order for $1,000 and another one for $450. And I signed them both and put them in an envelope and was like, that's a check. 
and uh, they didn't call me about it, so I assume. No, I mean that's yeah, it is fine. It it adds money. It's money, so that's good. Pay it in quarters when I leave, though. Wait, what? I'm gonna pay it in quarters. You're gonna pay it in quarters. You're gonna pay fourteen fifty in quarters. Yeah. How many quarters? Can you imagine? A lot. How many quarters is that? A lot. How many quarters you got? A lot. Is that what this, is this what the show's about? Yeah, how many quarters it's about it how many quarters out? is it? Yeah, TFTK is about like quarter counting now. Okay, wait. One four five zero times point two five. It's three hundred and sixty two three thousand six hundred and twenty five quarters. Is that true? Unless I've done, I mean, well, I was gonna say unless I've done the math wrong, as if like I'm good at math. How many quarters is fourteen? You have one fucking job, people. I don't know. This is very no important. One, no, one's no one knows. Sure. I, I, I don't think I did my math right, but th- I want, I'm not even going to say what I did. Because well, what? No, what number did you get? I got like 5,800 quarters. Quarters. Yeah. Okay. So how many quarters are in a dollar? That, that would four, be four, right? Right. So, okay, if, so, so I just four, multiply by four. It's four times. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no, I, that's I'm right. right. <laughs> Paul says right. <laughs> Paul's leaving. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought I thought you meant just like this conversation is doing me and I have to leave. But no, just that's like that. one or two rolls, right? Yeah, it's like one or two rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just fill a up, sock. John? Just fill a sock with it and then slam it on the desk. It's like <laughs> people like, love that. They love that. Um, I'm good. Speaking of money, have you spent money on any video games lately that you've liked? Wow. Um, yeah, I bought, um, remember I talked about Arcade Geddon a couple of weeks ago and by a couple of weeks ago, I mean probably two months ago Yeah. on, um, channel F Canal F. I streamed it too. Yeah. And I hated it the first time I played it. Okay. But um, this implies a, a turn. Yes, I fixed the game by turning off the music. The music was really bad. Sounds. Yeah. The music was aggressively bad. The music made the game worse. Yeah. Um, but now it is a very good podcast game for me. Mm, okay. Um, so I just turn it on. I have the music off and the like the speak all the only sound effects that the game the only sounds that the game makes are bullet and enemy noises. Bullet and enemy, okay. Like, I turned off the ability for the people to talk. Like, I don't hear their shitty simlish. Um, <laughs> it's just silent except for the bullets. Uh, and then I listen to music or a podcast. That game, I think, is really... It knows what it's doing, and it's pretty tight. Yeah. Is there... Is it deep? No. It's. I would actually... It's pretty shallow. Yeah. Um. But sometimes that's what you need from sometimes a game what that you, need. you turn your brain off yeah. to play it. That makes sense. Um, you've been, spl- yeah, you've been but, playing Splitgate too, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's the other game that I've been kind of playing a lot. I like that game because I'm good at it. Mm, interesting. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of my that's my hot take. I enjoy playing it because um, it makes me feel good when I'm better than the other people. Other people right. I'm playing against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that's that checks out. That game is good because it is. It's two video games in one, and most people who are playing it, their brain's too small, and they can only pr- play one of the games <laughs> at a time. 
So they're either playing Portal or they're playing Halo, but they're not doing both at the same time. So whenever I, um, it it is such a unique feeling. Yeah. Uh, being able to like anticipate where a person is using the radar and be like, oh, I have map knowledge. I know where these portal walls are. I'm going to really quickly flick to the left, put one down, put one underneath me or on the wall immediately next to me. And then they will come in, look for me, and I will be behind them and I will shoot them to death. Um, Y'all may have talked about this in Channel F where I may have dreamed this conversation, but when you jump into a portal from a high distance and then come out horizontally somewhere else, does your mm -hmm. momentum hurt another player? If you hit another player, no. Because there's no fall damage. Yeah, but that should change. That They should change. I think that. that should change. Like, I think it'd be amazing if, like, you come shoulder you barging out of a horizontal yeah. portal and can, like, smash into someone. That would that would rule. I think that'd be cool. Um, But, yeah, I because of my life over the course of the last month, I, ha- I legitimately haven't been playing very much else. Yeah. Um, I started Psychonauts this week or over the last weekend. And I started Boyfriend Dungeon as well. Mm-hmm. I have liked the... I've put, I think, two hours into both, and I've enjoyed my time. Yeah. Um, that I tweeted when I first started playing Psychonauts uh, that um, fucking... That person he's only seen Boss Baby watching another movie and being <laughs> like, this has Boss Baby vibes. Uh-huh. Except for Psychonauts, it's Control. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the I irony like, of that is that Control basically yeah. did that. Too, took it, took which is which way. is funny because I don't think I I'm not sure I ever really played the original Psychonauts. I think I watched someone play it. Um and then but but when I fired up Psychonauts 2 and I did like the telekinesis thing, I was like, oh, this is just control, huh? Yeah. But it's, it's just good. Control. I like that I game. Also, I really like it. It is funny so far. It is very funny. Um it's gross. It is gross. They the literal first thing is like ah, uh, what if you were in teeth what if you were in a teeth place? Yeah, like it's, it's fucked up. It, like I think that game does a really interesting job of, um, kind of thrusting you into these like fearful situations that like they might sneak up on you in terms of their grossness. Like I'm mm-hmm. exploring this teeth place, and it's at the very beginning of the game, so it's not really like spoiling much. But it's mm-hmm. like it, th- there's a there's a zipper. Yes. There's a zipper, There's a zipper of teeth in the, in the teeth. And you have to grab the zippered teeth with your uh-huh. psych, with your psycho hand and unzip it. And I was Psycho-hantus. like And I don't like have like a big teeth thing, but then that happened and I was like, "Oh no, I think I have a teeth thing." Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no. Um, Oops. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's what the T stands for in Zipper Teeth Bunny from Animal Crossing, the T is for teeth. <laughs> zipper Teeth Bunny. Um, yeah, I, uh, I also really like the way that that game, because this, the first Psychonauts came out, what, 1986, 87, <laughs> it, it was 2005, but I can't, it's 16 years. That's, so, that's astonishing. Wild. Yep. But I don't think I've ever seen a better last time on in a video it was game. So good before. So it's good. so unbelievably good. And then. They don't even, this was one of, I was desperate once I realized, like, once I watched the last time on, I was like, okay, I hope that Tim does the thing that I want him to do next, which is just give me all of the abilities. Like, don't, right. 
don't yep. like make me have to relearn this shit by the end of this tutorial i need to have all of the abilities that Roz has mm-hmm. had at the end of the last game and guess and you know what? what he did it tim did it yep he just gave me all the stuff yeah basically immediately yeah they didn't um, they didn't do a samus thing they didn't do a metroid yeah. thing it's like that's why <laughs> i just that's why i'm like legitimately concerned about like what control two will look like this is like a like really far down the line but it's like do you give her more or do you take them all away and give her different stuff like what i would like i don't know what the solution to that specific problem i i think you know because there, there are different kind of like you you could invest in those powers in that game right but like mm-hmm. May maybe you start with just the base of all of those things, right? And you can you build new things up on them. Like, yeah, but I, I agree. Like, I think the days. I mean, they're about to do it with Metroid Dread. I'm like 99 percent sure, but it's right. like I kind of feel like the days of taking your powers away in a sequel might be over. Or yeah, you know, uh, and, and if they're not over, then I think you have to really take that from like a a meta perspective. I think you have to be very aware of what you're doing in yeah. a way. Um, and Psychonauts two handles it really well. I don't know how, I don't know how control two will handle it, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe that game will be like more open world. And so you've got to yeah. like, maybe you'll get a car. <laughs> it's yeah. It's a, uh, it's one of those, uh, AWEs or whatever. It's a car yeah. that you get in and, yeah, it's a Toyota Corolla, except the wheels are triangles. <laughs> it's really weird. It's super it's scary. Super scary. Everybody hates it. Um, yeah, but I, I like Psychonauts too a lot, and, and yeah, and in fact, that might be my goatee of the year so far. And mm. I'm kind of wanting. How far have you finished it? How close? No, how... I'm I'm like five hours into it. Um, how long is it? I think it's like twenty hours or something. Maybe 10, oh, okay. 10, 20 hours. Oh, the perfect length. God's length. Something like that. Um, but, uh, it's good. Well, I'm also like a pervert. Like I am really, are you collecting? Yeah. I'm kind of collecting. You're sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is 12 hours long. If you do straight through 18, if you do all this, there you go. So that's close. Um, yeah, that's probably my go to you the year so far, unless it takes some sort of turn in the back half, but, um, Mm. I'm not sure it will. Uh, what's, what's kind of your, what's on your radar for goatee? We just grim. This was your fucking idea. To start yeah. our goatee conversations. I mean, I'm not you're wrong. Not wrong. You're not wrong. You're welcome. You're not um, wrong. I do feel more prepared for it now <laughs> than I did a week ago for sure. Yeah. So what's kind of um, on your radar? I have purchased many. I purchased a lot of video games last month that I did not play as evidenced by my expense report. Yeah. Um, I noticed I that. Bought- I noticed <laughs> that, by the way. The, the, the back in for the Expensify, like, took five minutes to process your your report this month. It was a big one. Yeah, it was, it was a big, big one. one. I had to make a lot of notes. I, it, was a, it was a big one, and I didn't do my expenses last month. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Anyway, you know who loves um, that? <laughs> Our accounting Everybody department. involved. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I was, listen, I was driving. It's fine. Okay. Um, I've got, I'm looking at, uh, the, this trending games list on GG app. Yeah. Um, but also just thinking about the games that I just recently <laughs> purchased. Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. Very excited to play that now that they finished it. Yep. Um, Deathloop. Y'all heard about this? Oh my God. Um, but Dishonored is going to be on my list. Dishonored one is going to be on my list this year. 
Fair um, enough. We we, we allow like, we allow that for yeah, listeners. We allow alone. it. We allow it. Um, does that cat game come out? This I don't year, think Stray, Stray comes out. Is that year? next I think year? It's next year. Okay. Well, fuck that game. Um, Twelve minutes obviously is going to be my number one. Um, no, but Death's Door I want to get through. I also started that recently, um, and I'm really enjoying it more than I honestly thought I was going to. That's a good game. I'm going to try my best to not put Hades on there. I'm barring myself from playing Hades anymore <laughs> I because don't, I will just end up finishing it again. I don't think I've played that game this year. You should. It's good. John. I know it is. I know it is. But I'm like, there's a lot of other stuff I <laughs> have to play. That's the danger. Yeah. I, I I told myself that I was I only could do 25 runs. Mm, that's a good I'm limit. At like, I'm at 10 right now. Oh, you have, have a lot gotten, to go. Yeah. Well, I've gotten all the way to uh, Cerberus. Right. On run 10. So I'm not going to finish it, but that's the restriction I placed on myself. All right. Anyway. Uh, Keenan, the Bridge of Spirits, I'm excited about. I can't wait for Kel and the Bridge of Spirits. To be, to That's going to be really fun for, for those two. Yeah. It's kind of a Pokemon Diamond and Pearl situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, <laughs> um, I need to play Ratchet and Clank. Yep. You do. Um, what, what have you, what have you played that you're like, it would be hard to beat this? Have you played something already that no. you're like, okay. So you're kind of wide open. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm wide open and very behind. Mm, mm-hmm. I have I have many games to play and not very much time, but I'll have more time next week. Um, <laughs> Forza, Forza Five or Forza Horizon Five is going to be on my list almost definitely. Yeah. Back for Blood, I'm excited about. Um, now, okay, Back for Blood oh, is that video wait. game not out yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like it that game has like come out four out. times. I've, I've played it three times. Okay. And I, it feels like it's been out for a calendar. It does year. to me. Yeah. Um, but no, it is not out yet. It comes out in October. Okay. Um, as, as, what, as far as I know. You know what is actually my number one right what? now, though? What? Is Bowser's Fury. Okay. I forgot that was this year. Yep. Um, that's actually probably my number one. I think I don't. I think it will be difficult to supplant. It's a good um, game. And I. I do need to like go back and refresh myself, but yeah. I really, really like Bowser's Fury. Um, yeah, it's, I didn't it's falling wild. off of 3D World though. Wait, you fell off of 3D World? Yeah, I fell yeah. off of 3D World, but I finished all of Bowser's Fury. But I think I fell well, off of 3D World because I wanted to play with people mostly and gotcha. not like playing it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think um, 3D World is good, but like I crave the more open exploration stuff yeah. of you know mario 64 and mario 2, odyssey baby. please give me odyssey 2 um or donkey kong odyssey d- wow donkey kong odyssey that's interesting huh what what if they made Think a game it. that's as bloated and weird and bad as donkey kong 64 that'd be great i would love that just did it again what if they just remastered donkey kong 64 i would play that i would and kept it the exact same i would play that um what about you? What's on your list so far? I mean, Psychonauts 2 is the, the most recent entry that I feel, you know, probably recency bias here, but like, I think it's going to be tough to beat that. But I think Ratchet and Clank is really good. Um, I think uh, the the Streets of Rage 4 DLC is good enough to probably make my list on its own. Um, I think Death Store is probably on my list at this point. I think that game mm-hmm. is really good. 
Um, and I would I would probably put Bowser's Fury. I bet Bowser's Fury will end up on like like maybe number ten or nine on my list. Yeah. Um, I think it's really good. I I I've liked some other games more, and I am fully expecting Deathloop to probably be on my list by the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, I'm very excited for the video game death I, I have also I'm, been playing dishonored again but because yeah, you it's a good game you played it and i was like well i haven't played that game i don't think i've played dishonored one since that game came out um and you I'm, heard of this game though it's really good it's really good it's really it good it's been good also like are you playing it on the personal computer or on the xbox playing it on the xbox it looks I like didn't realize that that game was a 360 game. Oh, well, they remastered remaster is. Yeah, but that remaster is so good. And it oh, runs yeah. at 60. And I was like, oh, it's just like it was like an early Xbox one game. Now, let me hit you with this idea. Yeah. A team that invests really heavily in art direction. Interesting. Yeah. And so you're kind of saying that if you invest in art direction uh-huh. and I just want to. I, I know I'm gonna. I'm taking some mental steps here, mm-hmm. so just stop me if I'm sure. if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You're saying that if you kind of make good choices about art direction, yeah. that they those good choices will persist throughout time, regardless kind of of the hardware mm-hmm. on which it's running, and it will only look better and never worse. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm that's saying. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I really do wish someone would do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Someone should put art design the, in a video. The the, uh, the irony of this conversation is that I think there are only two or three studios that do it. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty wild. It is pretty wild. But but, uh, but yeah, Arcade is one of them, and that that mm-hmm. that video game, even though the remaster is really good, I agree with you, and they've they made they made some really good choices. But it's like that, that game looks as good today, really, as it did when it came out, which is a testament to I think the the design of that game. Yeah. I started Dishonored 2 and then I stopped because I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm just going to wait for Deathloop to come out. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, I don't like how, I feel like they, they turned the knob on how fucked up people's faces were down in Dishonored 2. Yeah. I, I Yeah. But maybe I'm just far away from the TV I, and I couldn't see. I think they played some things a little bit, you know, in a way they played some things a little bit safer into. In um, some level design stuff into is like buck wild, like maybe not on par with Titanfall two stuff, but mm-hmm. there's some definitely some like wild level design in Dishonored yeah. two. Um, what if I played Titanfall two again? What if we though? played Titanfall two though? <laughs> maybe that's my goatee. Yeah, um, Halo. I guess I'm like I'm so sad. Yeah, about Halo. Why? I just want them to put the multiplayer out this year and then wait for the single player until the co-op is done. Well, so I was going to ask you because, you know, we we saw, I guess it was two weeks ago at this point, the confirmation that the campaign and multiplayer will be out December 8th. When I saw that, I immediately went, there is a 3% chance that that campaign is ready by December 8th. I know that's what I'm saying. So like, I don't like why I think they why? will. I think they will just do the multiplayer on December 8th. You I think, think they they're going to kick it again. I think yes. they're like, I don't know. They, like, they will I'm lose very, too much by releasing a yeah, bad one early. I'm very rarely the type of person that is like, I need to see some heads roll. Right. Like, I know. I don't know, man. Like what happened? 
what happened? Yeah. Like, what are you doing over at three four three? Like, and, and the thing is, right? Like, I played that that test flight. Yeah, and I have no doubt in my fucking mind that Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to be great. Yeah, and like they're going to do a lot of really interesting things in the way that they've already talked about monetization and right. the way that they're going to do the battle pass yep. in their season stuff. Like, I legitimately am excited, and I would like to play more of that game. But like, it's Halo, right? Do, like you can't fuck around with Halo like this. Do you want to know it's my the most? One you have. Do you want to know my most like unfounded, like professionally dangerous to even put out there theory? Yes. Bungie is going to make the next Halo three four three. Already knows this, and that's Whoa. why this has been a disaster. Wow, that's nuts. I don't think that's true, but like we know that we know Bungie is working on another game. And they also are very friendly with Microsoft. Again. And they're doing the 30th anniversary of Bungie with some Halo stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what could possibly cause 343's uh, uh, production schedule in this game to be so fucking wild? And it's even in the naming convention, like Halo Infinite. It's almost like a, a last shot, like a yeah. last call for the studio that's making it. Like. I have no, absolutely nothing to back that up. But I like, love this theory, though. But like, I'm kind of like, what is the deal then? I mean, is if it's just mismanagement, that's kind of a boring story. But it's probably it's the most so likely boring. one. But I feel like I don't know. I, I I tweeted about this when it was rumored that when like the the date leaked when December eighth leaked, right? But I was like, it would just be so much easier as a studio. Yeah. If you were just like, all right, look, here's a video of what happens when we load into the map right now in yeah. this most recent build. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like Master Chief like runs around and it's totally fine, but then he gets into a warthog and it falls through the ground. And they're like, we can't figure it out. Like we can't, I don't know. We're trying <laughs> to fix it, but like this is what's going on. I think that would be a way better way to approach this than being like, we're really committed to having the perfect the best mm. halo experience yep. that you know and love right. it's like i don't i don't trust you to do that right i would trust you more if you told me exactly how you were fucking up and the things that you t- were trying to fix well that, that instead of being like yeah i i think that's a really good point and it kind of loops into something else that we saw this past week which was a uh very early look at the dead space uh remake Yes. Um, that Khalif Adams, our very own Khalif Adams, hosted. Who? Uh, Khalif Adams. Have you met Khalif? No. Oh. Uh, he's pretty cool. Okay. He did a basketball podcast here with us. Oh, really? Yeah. Who was on that one? Uh, me. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, what did he But, uh, but like, but that studio mo- motive, like, showed off very early. Yeah, like tech demo, like tech shit. demo, like not even like we don't even have a game yet. Yeah, like here's here's Dead Space running around in a and they spaceship. were and they were upfront about that. Like they were very open and honest about it. And I think every I think a lot of people's reaction immediately was, "Oh shit, this game's like so early. Oh, it's not even close to coming out." And but but for for, for me, what it did was it evolved into, damn, it's. It's weird how this feels because it means we never see it. We never see this shit mm-hmm. until it's a postmortem, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm looking at that approach and then I'm looking at Halo and I'm going, 
we have not seen a single aspect yes. of this campaign. Yet they later they have shown one video, right. one at E3 or not even at E3 before E3 mm-hmm. earlier this year. They were like, "Hey, here's the video game," and then everyone was like, "Word," and then they were like, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is like, like not good. Just, there's, there's, I don't know. There's no reason to not demystify this shit. Right. Yeah. Like, I think so much of the problem, right, is that the problems that that developers and their own audiences face, like, in constant conflict, is that no no person who's walking into the GameStop and is asking the GameStop man for a copy of Halo they have no fucking clue how video games are made. Nope. Not even not even an iota of an idea. Nope. Which is fine. They don't need to. Nope. Like, but they don't understand. Their their impression is that like it's literally copy pasted some folders and then like you change <laughs> uh-huh. some art and like get some new voice lines mm-hmm. and like that's it. But like if you do like what like what you said, like if you do what motive is doing and being like, all right, we're trying to figure out how to make the guy go. <laughs> right yeah, now yeah like that's the phase of the video game development yeah. that we're at it's probably going to take another two or three years until we have yeah. monsters in it yeah um that would everyone would benefit from that yeah and it also like opens you up to ha- getting more feedback earlier in the process right yeah right like they halo or 343 was doing those monthly like um monthly blog post updates that were like, here's what we're talking to the team. Who's in charge of making sure the game runs well on ultra wide monitors. And it's like, okay, that's legitimately interesting. It's a year too late though. Yep. Cause the game comes out in December. Yep. So like, I don't like, I don't believe that the game exists. No, I, I don't either. Particularly not really. I don't, I don't think so either. We just, know, we know nothing about it. And yeah. if we're wrong and a really full fledged like campaign comes out, my, my only thing is that the, the director whose name is escaping me right now, the new uh, guy, John Halo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's Slayton, right? Slayton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Joseph Slayton. Yeah. He said in like a Polygon interview, the game's done. Oh, no, it wasn't a Polygon interview. It was just a blog post. He goes, the game's done. And I'm like, those are three words you better be like real fucking confident about. (laughs) Yeah. You can't say the game's done and then just go, but we're just not going to show anything about it. It kind of checked out to me a little bit that they're like, if we take the time, if we take basically two or three weeks, which is like a sprint to basically put together the marketing collateral needed to do a trailer that basically mm-hmm. takes us out of uh, the the date for release. But what that does mean is that that window is tight. Like mm-hmm. they, they have no room. They to don't spare, have any wiggle room. Yeah. Which does not bode well for the video for game. The video Halo. Game. Mm. Um. I also, this game obviously got rebooted in the middle of it, right? Like, it's been in development for six years. Halo 5 came out in 2015, yeah, I think. Yes. So it's been in development for six years, and I think it got rebooted in year two of the initial development, and they built an engine. Yep. And it's like, no one's... I think the reason the expectations are off is because at no point did anybody say... 
it's going to take a minute for us to make the new Halo. Yeah. They kind of were like, we're making a new Halo. It's coming. And then they put Master Chief on the box of the new Xbox. And then they were like, ah, listen. There, there <laughs> does Halo 5. There, there does seem to be some sort of massive communication gap somewhere. Because what what is so funny, maybe the funniest thing of all between when Halo was announced and the Xbox Series stuff was announced and now is that it is unimportant to me that there is not a yeah. Halo and Xbox Series yeah, X right now I, because yes, they have they have fucking, fucking knocked it out of the park with everything else that they've yes. done that yes. I'm like who cares like get, take yeah. take another year I don't know like putting putting a bad Halo game will ruin their will ruin Microsoft's year right more than them not putting the Halo game out right. this year right I also don't understand from a creative standpoint. If you're Microsoft, you're not making money on this game anyway, right? Right. Because it's in Game Pass. So you've already kind of written off like the the opening box office weekend-esque yeah. influx of cash, right? Because you're putting it in Game Pass. Yep. So it doesn't matter. If you are saying that you're making the spiritual reboot for the video game Halo, mm-hmm. a game that from the beginning was a very large like blue sky, huge environment exploring this foreign place and kind of uncovering these mysteries that at launch had the ability to do that with another person. Mm-hmm. You cannot then be like, we're making the first open world halo game. Do it by yourself. Right. Yeah. I like don't, that's like a fundamentally like such a creative mismatch for me like i don't understand how you can even have the have those ideas exist in the same bucket they, they if you can't play it with other people then don't put it out until you can play it with other people they seem to be very deeply afraid of upsetting some sort of fan base i feel like who which gives is, a shit They're, we've been I, waiting I for six years already i know but it's like <laughs> but but i think like that that's what it speaks to me about like that's how it speaks to me it's like they they could very easily go it's multiplayer only and there will be a contingent of people that are just like Oh, this game's dead. This franchise is dead. This, but again, those are the same people that don't know how video games work. So yeah. it's not like there will be a different competitor for Halo that in between now and when the campaign comes out releases a perfect video game that all those dipshits that don't know how video games mm-hmm. work are going to leave to go play. Like, yeah. there won't be a replacement for Halo. So fuck those people. Like, they're going to react mm-hmm. how they're going to react and they're going to talk how they're going to talk. Just you need to do what like the game needs and the game. Yeah. I agree. You know, when, when I hear co-op, I go, I don't care. But then I think about what Halo is. And I think you're right. Like, I think that game more than uh, probably any other FPS that has a open world idea behind it and is now truly open world. Yes. Mm-hmm. It needs to have co-op. It's also. Yeah. I don't it's it's so it's so bizarre to me. They also fight they 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 tripped into the perfect business model to give them an out on this. Like the fact that they've decided to just put all of their games in their own Netflix. Right. Means that it doesn't matter when you put it out. Right. Because they're paying for it anyway. Yeah. So if if you just assume that they're going to still be paying for it in March, 
which is when you're going to put the co-op out, then why don't you just wait? Unless there's there's some sort of math that tells them that like, okay, we believe we're going to sell this many more Xbox units if we get the Halo stuff out. But like, what I mean, respectfully, (laughs) respectfully to Phil Spencer and the rest of that team. Yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, I think I've already kind of decided you're going to lose a lot of money on this endeavor for a while. Like, also, so, like you're not. There are no more Xboxes to sell, right? Like liter, like physically, like you probably have. There's probably one more drop, one or two more drops. I would assume. Yeah. Between now and the end of the year, like, yeah, it's not like we're gonna get an influx of four hundred thousand yeah. new Xboxes between now and December thirty. And, and the report that came out, I believe, this morning says that that shortage is gonna last another. It's year. gonna be longer. Yep. So, like, like, what do you like? Why? What do you want? Yeah. What do you? It's it's such a bummer. Fire Bonnie Ross. That's right. I said it. Damn. (laughs) I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I just don't understand how you fuck up this bad. Yeah. Though here's here's gonna be the worst part though. Is I will if the worst part is if the game is good. (laughs) The worst part will be if the game is good. If if the campaign for Halo Infinite is good, I will be pissed that they didn't wait to put it out with multi with co-op oh right right right. so if they if they stick to the schedule which is doing single player only campaign and multiplayer mm-hmm. you'll be mad if the multi if the single player is good i get yes. that okay because then it's like okay so you expect me to play this again it's gonna be right exactly it's like i i don't know how long the game's gonna be but i mean i would assume it's hard to tell, right? Because they've they've gone to open world. So, right. like, I'm going to conservatively say, like, 30 hours. Yeah. Like, 25 to 30 hours. Right. I don't. I personally, me, Nicholas Grayson, don't have that time to do twice Again. in the span of three months. Sure. Especially when you look at February 2022. The beginning, beginning like, four months of next year are absolutely insane. It's, I think it's on par with the first four months of... 2018 yeah when the switch came out like that no, january that's, that's to march window oh 2017 yeah that that january to march window yep where it's like oh we get a mario and a zelda in the span of three weeks we we gotta um, i mean that didn't the mario came out in october and oh it did yeah there was there was a gap but like that still oh, happened fuck. in the same year i mean horizon yeah. zero dawn came out like two days before Breath right, of the right, wild right, right, which right. is like bonkers like that's insane and it is insane that we got a mainstream mario and a mainstream zelda game in one year like i don't know when that's gonna happen again uh never probably never oh well next year <laughs> maybe next year yeah <laughs> maybe next maybe, year maybe it'll be, it'll I just be breath of the wild too and <laughs> odyssey too all in one year yeah, i thought about i thought about it john i think it's gonna happen yeah next you might year. be right you, you might totally be right um but yeah it's it's not so i i don't know what's gonna happen with 343 after this i definitely shut it down i I don't well i mean like that's that's kind of where my theory comes in is like bungie even saying the name halo in that last presentation that they did i was like weird 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 i'd feel weird about really weird yeah i also feel really weird about it yeah um here's why they legally don't own it i know (laughs) i know like they don't own it anymore i know so like I, so there's something so many up. conversations so many conversations had to have happened for them to yeah. be able to like get 
that. Like, I'm sure it's like a friendly deal, right? Like it's like Bungie used to be owned by Microsoft. I'm sure like there's just I think time is passed enough that exactly that that split now seems sillier because Bungie has both thrived on its own and Microsoft Mm -hmm. is I think in a very advantageous place in the Mm -hmm. market. So they both probably have no and and their friends over at Sony love shooting themselves in the foot. Just love loading that big old cannon, Mm -hmm. pointing it right down at their their leagues, their legs. Yeah, pulling that big old trigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, that made me less excited for Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Two Zero Dawn Two. Oh yeah, no, I talked about that in in the in our top story segment, like Mm -hmm. trying to diagram that out loud very frustrating it's silly yeah like it is it, you have difficult. it's like a conscious decision that if you're sony we, i i love talking about this conversation because it's the most right we've ever been mm-hmm. but oh i like know at the end at the <laughs> yeah. end at the end of 2019 we recorded an episode of late lunch where we talked about what we thought was going to happen in 2020 yeah and then you and I came to the conclusion that Sony was going to get cocky yep. and then Nintendo Nintendo was going to do what they always do. Mm-hmm. Sony was going to get cocky and then basically shoot themselves in the foot. And then Microsoft was going to lean so hard into Game Pass that it would be inevitable that it was going to work. Yep. And, and folks. Yeah, that is the rightest we've ever been about anything. <laughs> like if you if you go back and listen to any episode of Corner 3, our basketball podcast that uh, Nikki, yeah. Nikki and I are both on. <laughs> We three people have never been more wrong on that show, but on that one episode of Late Lunch about video games, we were fucking on it. Yeah, unbelievably correct. Yeah. Um, um, but thanks for uh, thanks for talking to me about your goatees. No worries. And, uh, Halo. This I did not expect the Halo conversation, but I loved Sorry. it. No, 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 no. I'm saying it's a very good good thing to talk about because I think it's yeah. a really interesting and uh, bizarre story. One of the weirdest of 2021. Um, I cannot wait for GDC 2027 or whatever the fuck when they have the permission to talk about this game. I, I really, I, I want to know. I have to know. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll talk to you later. Bye! One has been actually a pretty busy year for games, despite what some publications might be saying this week. Um, but you know what? One thing that uh, folks are right about is that between now and the end of the year, the uh, the games release calendar is super stacked. And nowhere is that more apparent than this coming week. So I want to get you ready for this coming week with the games releases that are coming. They're huge. There are a lot of them. So bear with me. On uh, September 7th, you can play Sonic Colors Ultimate, the remastered version of one of the better modern 3D Sonic games uh, for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, Fist Forged in Shadow Torch is that interesting uh, cyber rabbit game for PS4 and PS5. Uh, That's also on September 7th. Dream Cycle is getting a Steam Early Access build over on PC also on September 7th. And Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt gets an early access on PC Steam on September 7th. Now, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, not to be confused with Bloodlines, is the Battle Royale game made by Shark Mob. That's a Tencent joint, by the way. I have to tell you that for ethical reasons. Uh, it I, I have not seen that much of this game. It, it's an interesting idea with some supernatural powers and flying around, I think it's Prague. Um, 
I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Dull Gray is a really moody visual novel that's coming to PC on September 8th. Uh, the Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster, which I'm actually pretty excited about after playing 1, 2, and 3, uh, is coming to PC, iOS, and Android on September 8th. Uh, Struggling comes to PS4 and Xbox One on September 8th as well. Ultra Age comes to PS4 and Switch on September 9th. The Artful Escape, which is a game that we saw at PAX East 2020 and like the way it looked a lot, is coming to PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S on September 9th. Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites comes to every single platform. Do I need to say which ones? It's PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Switch. I might start doing a a shorthand for the, for the games that are coming out everywhere. I'm just going to say everywhere. And that's going to exclude Stadia and like Luna and stuff. But if it's everywhere, you pretty much know what I'm talking about anyway. Residual is coming to uh, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S and Switch on September 9th. Life is Strange, True Colors is coming to everything. There we go. I just used it. I'm so proud of myself. Uh, Is coming to uh, everything, every single platform under the sun. On September 10th, expect a ton of coverage over on fanbyte.com for that game. I know we've got some folks that are absolutely super jazzed about the new Life is Strange game, and uh, it looks pretty neat. Uh, So please check that out if that is something you're interested in. A game that I am interested in very much so is Tales of Arise for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. That comes on September 10th as well. Uh, Some mixed previews uh, for that game. I know Steven Strom, our managing editor, was lukewarm on aspects of it, Uh, but it's a Tales game that's a storied franchise, cool RPGs, Definitely uh, expect some coverage on our uh, RPG podcast, 99 Potions. Uh, That's just a great show. Anyway, you should just go listen to that. But expect some coverage there. Expect a review. And uh, yeah, September 10th. WarioWare, get it together. Another game that we're excited to play. We'll probably play it uh, when we're in Providence uh, next week. So uh, that comes to Switch, obviously, September 10th. Uh, Kraken Academy comes to PC also on September 10th. Lost in a Random, which looks like a very cool uh, platforming uh, platforming game that involves some like D&D dice rolling elements. Uh, PC, PS4. Oh, wait, I can do it. I can do it again. It's coming everywhere. That's right. Every single console and PC. That's September 10th. And of course, the granddaddy NBA 2K22 with uh, cover boy Luka Doncic. It's coming to every single platform on September 10th. Now, if you have the PS5 or Xbox Series X and S version, you are getting a next-gen version. I still believe PS4, Xbox One, and Switch are going to be based on an older version. Uh, I've played them all, though. Uh, And uh, if you want to check out some differences between uh, this year and last year's, I know the 2K blog has done some stuff about uh, what they're changing with, like, dribbling and shooting uh, and some just general overhauls of the way, like, players interact with each other on the court and stuff like that. Uh, Listen, sports games are iterative. I get that. And they're also pretty manipulative in terms of all the uh, loot box stuff that they do. I don't get it. I don't mess with any of that stuff. I just think NBA 2K, uh, it's probably the best sports game on the market. It it is basically gear in, you're out. uh, And I'm super excited for this one. So that's going to be coming September 10th. That is a huge week. That's just one week. Um, and that's not even like guys the week after that it's skate bird it's eastward it's severed seal toem 
Uh, it's Nino Kuni 2 on Switch. Uh, and then the big one is Deathloop. Deathloop comes on September 14th. That's like right around the corner. So this time next week when I'm talking to you uh, about the upcoming week, it's going to be all Deathloop all the time, baby. We're so excited about this video game. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's what's coming up this uh, this coming week. Uh, streamings, yeah, you know what's on streaming. There's not a b- bunch of new stuff that's coming out this week. But uh, yeah, uh, Shang-Chi, the Marvel movie, is apparently really good. I'm going to go see it. And uh, it sets up some interesting stuff. If you're into the MCU. So uh, I'm going to go check that out. I recommend you the same if you're into MCU stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank my guest, Nikki Grayson, for stopping by. You can follow them over on Twitter at Godsua. That's G-O-D-S-E-W-A. If you want to follow my wonderful producer, Paul Tamayo, you can do so over at Paul Mayo. Please listen to his podcast, The Optional, every week on Mondays. It's a great show. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Floppy Adult. Uh, Fanbyte can be found at Fanbyte Media. And of course, all of our podcasts can be found at podcastnet.org. We have a Final Fantasy XIV section that's launching on the website. I, I truly, truly hope you check out our coverage there. Michael Hyam, Mike Williams, Natalie Flores, and others are contributing to this section, covering one of the coolest games out there, the biggest MMO in the world right now, and one of my favorite games. Uh, so yeah, Final Fantasy XIV is getting a ton of coverage over on the site. Please check it out. Until next week, you're welcome. It's Danielle Riendo, the editor-in-chief here at Fanbyte. I like movies, and you probably do too. Join me and my incredible co-hosts, LB Hunktiers and Fernanda Prachas, on You Love to See It, Fanbyte's weekly premiere movie podcast. Every Thursday, we explore the wonderful world of film from old classics, cult favorites, and plenty of under-the-radar treasures. We pick a different theme each month and really dive in with a combination of in-depth analysis and breezy chat on everything from monster movies to Patrick Swayze classics. You'll love to see it is available at fanbyte.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, uh, movie starting. We'll catch up later. Mm-hmm.